Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in today to the JTP Church Podcast. We hope God speaks to you through this message. If you want to share with us what God is doing in your life, you can write us at hello at jtp.church. If you would like to partner with us and make a financial gift to our ministry, you can visit us at www.jtp.church to make a donation. Now sit back and enjoy the message. I'm so thankful for everything that God has done in my life and what he's continuing to do every single day. And why don't we just start off this sermon with a prayer. God, tonight, we're so thankful. We come here tonight, God, with a heart of gratitude, Father, for everything you've done in our lives, because we recognize that it hasn't been by our strengths, but you are the one that has brought us here, Father God. Tonight, we give you all the glory, Father God. We ask that you just saturate this place with your presence. God, we ask and we pray that you fill every heart today, Father God. We declare and we know that every need will be met because you are a good God that is loving to his children. In this day, God, we pray and we declare open minds and open hearts and open ears to receive the message and to be transformed by your word. In Jesus' name we pray. We say that we love you. Amen and amen. How many of you can praise God tonight? You may be seated. I feel so privileged to be here bringing the word today. Uh, Pastor Jonathan is preaching the word in Argentina. How many of you know that? (laughs) He's in the motherland. Um, They're in Argentina, and they went with the apostle. They went with a group of men. And, you know, God is doing amazing things over there. They're having campaigns. They were first in Buenos Aires in one of our sister churches. And now they are in this little town that's actually six hours away from Buenos Aires called La Borde. And that's actually the city where the apostle Oscar Aguero was born. So it's just incredible what God is doing. Jonathan was just telling me yesterday so many miracles that we've seen, even kids who are sick, little kids, and how we've seen God's healing in that place. I believe that last night there were about 200 or 300 people that were saved for Jesus Christ. So how many of you can praise God for that? I thank God because this is a a church that's beyond the walls, and uh, God's doing amazing things. So we miss him, but I feel privileged to be here bringing the word tonight. And I want to talk to you today about learning to encourage ourselves. Look at the person next to you and tell them it's important for you to encourage yourself. One of the battles that we all face sometimes due to things that we go through in life, sometimes we might be set back or we might deal with discouragements. We might deal with certain areas of our our lives, certain dreams that maybe have not come to pass. And sometimes discouragement can set in, or sometimes we may feel saddened, or sometimes we might lose our enthusiasm in life. And you know, it's amazing to have people that we know, our friends, our family, even a word from our pastor that can give us a word of encouragement. But I've realized that one of the most important things is when we can encourage ourselves. When others encourage us, it can be maybe a boost, something uh, momentarily, But when we encourage ourselves, it's something that's coming from within. It gives us strength. Our friends are not always going to be there, right? Maybe sometimes we depend on our spouse to give us a word, but maybe our spouse is having a bad day that day, and he's not going to give us the encouraging word that we need. Maybe our parents aren't around. 
So that's why it's important that we draw strength from within and encourage ourselves, even in the most difficult times. And today I want to talk to you about David. David was a man that knew how to do this. David knew how to find encouragement and strength from within when he just would think about God's goodness, even in the most difficult times. And we're going to be reading, how many of you brought your Bibles? Yeah, okay, we're going to be reading a little bit. We're going to start in 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 1 through 20. As believers, we should know how to find encouragement directly from the Lord, right? Spiritual encouragement. And let's start off with verse 1. As you know, David, he had a falling out before actually Saul was still king. They had a falling out with King Saul. So at this point, David had uh, a group of men, about 600, and they settled in a place called Ziglag. And let's start reading at verse 1. It says, Now it happened when David and his men came to Ziglag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south, and Ziglag attacked Ziglag and burned it with fire, and had taken captive the women and those who were there from small to great. They did not kill anyone, but carried them away and went their way. So David and his men came to the city, and there it was, burned with fire, and their wives, their sons, and their daughters had been taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. Can you imagine? Until you had no more power to weep. Everything was stripped from them. And David's two wives, Ahinoam and Jezreelites, and Abigail, the widow of Nabal, the Carmelite, had been taken captive. Now David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him. They wanted to stone David, his own men, because the soul of all the people were grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Let's read that again. It says, but David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Verse 7, then David said to Abiathar, the priest, Amalek's son, please bring the ephod here to me. And Abiathar brought the ephod to David. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them, and without fail recover all. So David went, he and the 600 men who were with him, and came to the brook Besser, where those stayed who were left behind. But David pursued he and 400 men, for 200 stayed behind, who were so weary that they could not cross the brook Besser. Then they found an Egyptian in the field and brought him to David. And they gave him bread and they ate and they let him drink water. And they gave him a piece of cake of figs and two clusters of raisins. So when he had eaten, his strength came back to him. For he had eaten no bread nor drunk water for three days and three nights. Then David said to him, to whom do you belong and where are you from? And he said, I am a young man from Egypt, servant of an Amalekite, and my master left me behind because three days ago I fell sick. We made an invasion of the southern area of the Cherethites in the territory which belongs to Judah and all of the southern area of Caleb, and we burned Ziglag with fire. And David said to him, can you take me down to this troop? So he said, swear to me by God that you will neither kill me nor deliver me into the hands of my master, and I will take you down to this troop. And when he brought him down, there they were spread out over the land, eating and drinking and dancing because of the great spoil which they had taken from the land of the Philistines and from the land of Judah. Then David attacked them from the twilight until the evening of the next day. Not a man of them escaped 
except 400 young men who rode on camels and fled. So David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away, and David rescued his two wives. And nothing of theirs was lacking, neither small or great, sons or daughters, spoil or anything which they had taken from them. David recovered all. Then David took all the flocks and herds they had driven before those other livestock and said, this is David's spoil. How many of you can praise God? It was such a difficult time in David's life. They literally lost everything. And David didn't have anyone to turn to for even a word of encouragement because at that point, even his men wanted to stone him. It says in verse 6 that David drew strength from within. Amen? The battle was not just physical. The battle was really within. It was a spiritual battle. We see how David was able to conquer, and David actually finished off way better than before because it says that he recovered, and he actually had more because that's the God that we serve. But there was something that happened before he could attain that, that physical blessing, right? David had to, within himself, just draw that encouragement to say, I know that God is with me. And how can you draw strength? You know, that was the key to his success. But how can you draw strength when you've literally lost everything and you have no one to turn to? And one of the reasons why David was able to do this is because I can just imagine that David started to replay all the previous victories that God had turned over to his hands. How many of you can say amen? I can just imagine David, while he was in that situation, just saying, if God anointed me when I was just a shepherd boy over all my brothers, then I know that God can do this. If I was able to kill a lion and a bear with my own hands, I know that God can give me the victory now. If God protected me when Saul was after me and wanted to kill me, I know that God will be with me now. If I was able to defeat Goliath, which was a huge giant when nobody thought I could, I know that God will give me the victory now. So David, I can imagine, just started replaying all these past victories, and that was where he drew the strength to know that he could overcome this too. How many of you say amen? And I want to tell you, no matter what you're going through, whatever setback, whatever situation, it's so important what we declare. How do we draw strength? How do we encourage ourselves? One of the most important ways is when we remember how good God has been in the past. To how many of you God has been good? Amen. All of us here, God has done so much. You know, it's impossible. When God comes into your life, God just breathes life onto us, onto our family, onto every single area of our lives. And when we start to declare and remember all the things that he's done in the past, it's just impossible to stay in defeat. It's impossible to stay in defeat, to stay depressed, or to just drift into the sunset and just say, oh, well, nothing's going to get better. No, when we start to say, no, I was sick, but God healed me. I used to be poor, but God has blessed me so much. I used to be alone, but God has given me a family. I have shelter. I have so much to be grateful for. You know, I always like to remember, even looking at my son, seeing his face, seeing him, you know, physically, I say, God is so good. What I thought wasn't going to happen for a long time, what people said was impossible medically uh, for it to happen, God made a miracle in my life. Maybe you're, you're sitting here and you can say, you know, God has, God gave me the house that I prayed for so long for. God gave me the spouse that I was praying 
for the longest time. And when we start to replay all these blessings, all these victories that God has given us, you know what? Discouragement has no place in our lives. How many of you say amen? <laughs> we will get our joy back if we change the channel instead of thinking or dwelling on the negative, thinking of all the good that God has done. You can't stay down and defeated as long as you are thanking God for what he has done. It's incredible because the Bible tells us that we should even tell our children the things that God has done. It says in Psalms chapter 78, verse 4, it says, We will not hide them from their children, telling to the generations to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he has done. Isn't that awesome? And maybe you're sitting here today and you say, well, I don't have any kids yet. I'm, I'm young, but one day you will, and you're going to pass this on to your kids. It tells me that if you're passing that on to your kids, it's because first you have it engraved in your heart first. You know that you serve a God who is good. You know that you serve a God that is not defeated. You know that you serve a God who has said that you are more than a conqueror. So when you know this, this is, this is in your heart. You're passing this down to your kids because this is something that you have chosen to meditate every single day. When I see this, that it says telling and not hiding it from our children, this tells me that we're meditating constantly on all the amazing and wonderful works that God has done in our lives. The words that we speak are so important. The words before they come out of our mouths, the Bible says in Matthew 15, 18, it says, but the words you speak come from your heart. The words that we speak are so powerful. It also says in Proverbs 18, 21, the tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. We reap either the consequences when we speak bad, we're, we're speaking negativity onto our lives. But when we speak life, we're reaping life. We're reaping blessing. When we declare blessing, no matter what we're going through, God just opens the doors of heaven. And not only that, we're encouraging ourselves. It's our job to keep us encouraged. I want you to look at the person next to you and say, it's your job to keep yourself encouraged. You know, a lot of times we want to lean on other people or we lean on friendships or we lean on our parents or we lean on a spouse. And, and that's good. I do believe that a friend in a certain time can edify you or could uh, give you a word that's going to pick you up, a spouse. But we need to learn how to daily encourage ourselves. Instead of saying, oh, I'll never, I'll never get my health back or my kids will never change or I'll never get accepted into this college or my family will never come to Christ. You know, I don't see anything changing around me. And sometimes it's so hard because it's maybe things or tendencies or situations that have been happening for such a long time and you can't see the positivity. But you know what? God says that there is nothing impossible for him. And when we remember that, despite what we see, what does the Bible say? The word says that we live by faith and not by sight. No matter what we're seeing every day, everything can seem like there's no escape or there's no light at the end of the tunnel. But God says that he has overcome the world, that he could do all things. And if God is with us, who can come against us? And when we remember that, and we decide every single day to say, God, I'm going to meditate on your promises. God, I'm going to declare life and blessing over me. Disappointment has to leave. 
Don't ever believe those lies of negativity. Every promise God has put in your heart is worth the fight. Look at the person next to you and say, it's worth fighting. Maybe you're going through a setback, but that's only a setup for the comeback that God has over your life. And I love it because when I look at David, God just, the way that God works, you know, David didn't just come out of it. He came out better. How many of you say amen? He didn't just get out of that and just recover what was his, but he came out even better. And that's what God wants to do with you. Even when all odds are against you, God wants to bless you. God wants you to come out even better. And that's the God that we serve. The word of God says that he goes before us and he fights our battles for us. How many of you say amen? Another way that we can stay encouraged is remembering all the words that we've also received in the past. And I thank God because I have people. I married Jonathan when I was 18. And when I was younger, there were many times where I felt like I was inadequate. I remember when we got married, I would say, well, he's, he's the pastor, he's the preacher, and I'm just on the sidelines and I'm praying for him, right? And as the years have gone by, I know that God had a purpose for us together and that God has a unique purpose for me to use me as well. And that's something that God has, has dealt with me over the years. And I remember words that I would receive when Jonathan would encourage me. I remember the first few times that I would ever bring a word. There was this one person who would always, the following day, she would bring me these, these little notes in the cutest little cards. And she would just write me the sweetest letters and she would just remind me, you know, God's word, how there was a purpose for my life, how God was going to take me to places that I never even dreamed of. And, and it was just such a blessing for my life. And I keep those little notes and it was just such a blessing to my life. And I like looking back. And when I read those words, you know, it just, it, it brings encouragement to my life. But maybe some of you sitting here who say, you know what? No one writes me little letters or no one encourages me. You know, maybe you're sitting here and you can say, well, my parents don't encourage me or I don't have a spouse that encourages me. You've got to learn how to encourage yourself and how to even celebrate yourself as a person and be confident in the person who God made you to be. When no one's complimenting you, you've got to compliment yourself. And you know what? It's not a question about being arrogant. It's not, it's about being happy with the person God called you to be. And I think about God himself. You know, God praised himself. How many of you know that God praised himself for what he did? When God created the waters, he said that it was good. When God created the sky, he said it was good. When God created animals, he said it was good. When he created humans, he said it was good. And, you know, sometimes it's good to be able to, despite our mistakes, you know, we're not perfect, to say, you know, you're doing a good job. The fact that we're here today and you are sitting down and you're honoring God, you're doing good. You're doing something right. As a mom, you know, I don't have it all figured out. I don't have all the answers. I make mistakes. And sometimes we can fall into the trap of always saying, I could have done this better. I could have done this differently. Or I'm not as good as a mom, but you know what? I've learned to say, you know what, I do it with all my heart and I'm doing the best that I can and there is no one who could be a better mom to Luca 
than me because God chose me to be Luca's mom. And I tell myself, I am a good mom, but it keeps me encouraged instead of thinking of the bad. And sometimes maybe we can say, well, I'm not good at this. And sometimes it's so easy to see other people. How many of you know that, especially here in church, we see people with such amazing talents, right? How many of you say amen? Maybe somebody can come up to me right now not knowing how much God has worked with me throughout the years and say, well, I could never speak in public how you do, but I can tell that person, well, I can't teach children the way that you do because we all have unique things that God has created us uh, to do. So instead of tuning out of that channel that is always making us focus on the things that we're doing wrong, and I'm all for, you know, always improving because I think that God wants to take us from glory to glory, that we are a work in progress, but instead of always dwelling on the things that we're doing wrong, saying, God, I know that you're not finished with me yet. I know that what you started, you're going to complete, you're going to take me into completion. I'm a work in progress. And it's so important to daily tell ourselves this, even right now as I'm preaching or other times that I've brought a word, you know, I tell myself it was good, you know, and I know, really, I know that a lot of other people can maybe do it better than I can, but I know that I gave it my all. And I can't sit here and say, well, I could have done this or so-and-so is better. No, I've got to focus on the talents that God has given me. I know that God has put things in my life that God wants to use me in a unique way. And just like that in your life, God wants to use you in a unique way. God wants you to encourage yourself and know that there's so much potential for what God wants to do in your life. The dreams that God has placed in your heart are God's dreams. And surely they're going to come to pass because God put them. How many of you say amen? I choose to live in faith no matter my circumstance. No matter what the circumstance is, I choose to live by faith. When we encourage ourselves, that's an act of faith. No matter what the circumstance is, no matter what the medical report is, to dig deep within ourselves and draw strength. That's what David did. In Psalms 138, verse 8, I love this verse. It says, the Lord will perfect that which concerns me. The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. And you know what? Sometimes the easiest thing to do is to just sit there and accept the situation, but you were never created to just get by. Look at the person next to you and tell them, you were never created to just get by in life. When I read this verse, it says that God will perfect that which concerns me. God knows each and every one of your concerns because God has your life in the palm of his hands. God knows the situation you're going through with your family. God knows the situation that you're going through in your finances. God knows the situation in your emotional life. And God is just saying, I'm working behind the scenes. Even when it doesn't seem like I'm working, even when it seems like I'm silent, I'm working behind the scenes. I'm working on everything that concerns you because I know everything. So... When we know this, when we know that God is working on every single thing that concerns me, we can just get up every morning and say, this is a good day. This is the day that the Lord has made. I'm going to choose to rejoice and be glad in it. I'm going to choose to be 
a victor. I'm not going to be defeated today. I'm not going to walk in defeat. I'm not going to be sad. I'm not going to be depressed. I'm not going to think of myself less than. I am equipped with all the things that I need because God was the one that called me. God is the one that's going to promote me. I don't need to promote myself or worry how I'm going to do it because God is the one that's going to open doors before me. You know, when God is the one that promotes you, that's what assures that you stay in the place where you need to be. Sometimes we try to do things. How many of you have, I can say it for myself, have wanted something so badly that you did everything in your power to do it, and when you finally attained it, it seems like it just slips from your fingers and you lost it how fast because maybe it wasn't God's will or it wasn't God's timing. But when God is the one that promotes you, when God is the one that just opens the doors of heaven in God's right timing, there's no one who can remove you from that position. When we hear negative voices, don't tune into that. There's another voice that says over your life, raise your hands, no weapon to form against me shall prosper. There's another voice that says what was meant for my harm will work for my good. God knows your beginning and your end. And just drawing that encouragement, I think that it's a decision to every single day say, God, today I, I'm not going to choose to defeat. And let me tell you, defeat and discouragement is a spirit. And I believe that today is a night of freedom. I think of David. It would have been impossible for David to be able to have that victory if David would have just sunk down and said, you know what, I've lost everything. I'm just going to throw in the towel. That's it. This was meant to be. This is my fate. No, he dusted himself off. He got up. He went forward and he seeked God. And it's incredible because he just recovered everything. Even when his own men wanted to kill him, he drew encouragement from within. And literally every single day, our minds, we have to overcome the battle of our minds, overcome the temptation to listen. We need to even tune out voices from within that tell us words that are contrary to what the word of God says. God's word says that we are the head and not the tail. When someone comes to tell you, you'll never be able to accomplish this, or your parents couldn't do this, so you'll never get there. Or when someone tells you, you know what, you can't afford this house because of such and such, you need to tune out those voices and say, well, I know that all the riches belong to my God. I know that if I serve God, if I have been faithful, then God could just in one instant make it happen. We were saying how everything Every situation or every circumstance is subject to change. Everything within one second. And we know that God has our every concerns. God knows each and every one of our needs. And when we just choose joy and we say, God, I choose to live by faith. I'm going to activate myself. And it's not, just, it's not just thinking it. It's also verbally. Every single morning when you wake up, look in front of the mirror and say, I know that God has blessings set out for me today. I know that God has someone who maybe I've been waiting for something for a long time, but God is connecting me with a divine source. I know that maybe my business has been struggling, but I know that from in one day, God can make something miraculous happen. Something can, an account can open, or I, I can acquire maybe a, a new company or anything. I know that God, you have total control. And it's every single day verbally declaring the word of God, believing it with all your heart. And I believe with all my heart that when we choose this, 
Our lives will never be the same. I believe that it's just saying, God, it's not me. Take control over my life. I'm not going to live in fear. I refuse to live in defeat, in discouragement. God, you take the place in my life. I choose to trust you. And I truly believe that God will take complete control, that we're going to live lives that are not in fear, not doubting, but that we're going to totally just rest in God. How many of you know God did not create us to worry? How many of you can say amen? You know, worry is just thinking about something ahead of time that really might not even happen. How many of you know that? A lot of times, sometimes we're in bed at night and we're thinking, well, what if this never happens? What if I don't get accepted to this college? What if I don't have enough money? What if this uh, relationship, and we're just worrying and worrying when God just says, I will perfect that which concerns me. Don't you just love that? When I read that, I almost feel like I have like a pillow in the back of my head right now. And I can just like rest because God is just telling me I am in control. And God is so faithful. I think that if we do this, God is faithful to bring every single one of our dreams in our hearts to life. How many of you say amen? If we recall God's help in the past, if we recall all the good things that God has done in our lives, you know, I think about everything God's done in me. I think of, you know, there was how God brought me out of being sick when no doctor knew what I even had went from feeling physical pain in my body to a doctor telling me that you're not going to be able to have, to have children or it's going to be extremely difficult for you to have kids. I felt for such a long time, like, what else can happen? We lost our home. I remember telling Jonathan, I feel like this is the Job trial. Until one day I stopped feeling sorry for myself. How many of you know that sometimes we go through so many things that we fall into having a spirit of victim. God did not call you to have a spirit of victim. God called you despite your circumstance to get up and say, no matter what my eyes are seeing, I remember telling God, no matter what my eyes see, no matter even what my body is feeling, no matter how debilitating, your word says that by your stripes, I am healed. So no matter what my body may be feeling, your word is greater. Maybe you're sitting here and saying, I have no money in my bank account, but your word says that all the riches belong to you. I've been faithful. God, I've trusted in you. I've served you. So God, I know that you have to make a way over my life. We encourage ourselves when we celebrate ourselves, when we when we thank God and we love who God made us to be uniquely, God has a unique purpose for you. You know what I love? God made me so unique that I don't have to compete in a race that I was never meant to run in. I don't have to compete against someone else's abilities because that's that person's race. God has a race for me. I don't have to compete against a person. It's not about rivalry or who is better. I know that God has a purpose for my life. I know that God is going to use you in a unique, a unique way because you are special. You have talents and things and abilities that God has placed over you that I don't have. And that's what makes it so amazing as a body of Christ. Uh, we encourage ourselves when we wake up every morning thanking God for his goodness instead of focusing on the negative. Why don't we stand on our feet? I believe that this is, this is a night of encouragement. Sometimes it seems like things are caving in or there are certain situations that nothing can change. 
And, you know, when we start to think about that, maybe it is true. Maybe there's no human way where we can change the situation. But God's word says that we're more than conquerors in his word. And when we wake up and every single morning and we believe my best days are ahead of me. And we say the best is yet to come. You know, we hear that saying so many times. But when we really apply that to ourselves every single morning, we say my best days weren't in my past. Maybe aren't today, but they're in my future. And God, I'm trusting you. When we wake up and we say, God, you have total control. God, my eyes have still not seen all the wonderful things that you have over my life. And when we choose to live this way, God has dealt so much with me. And I've learned how to just deposit all my trust in him. How to daily, the Bible says that every single day we need to be renewed, right? renewed. That, that talks to me about constantly. When we constantly just wake up and we constantly say, God, I'm, I'm going to align my thoughts to your word. I'm going to align my thoughts. I'm not going to go by what I'm seeing physically. I'm not going to go by how I even feel. You know, sometimes we hear people say, but I feel, but I feel. No, it's about conviction to the word of God. It's saying, I'm going to put my feelings aside. Maybe if you feel sick, maybe if you're hurting, God, I'm going to put my physical pain aside to totally believe in your word. God, I know you're going to make a way for me. God, I don't know how you're going to do it, but isn't that amazing? When there's nothing you can do, that's what gives place to a miracle over our lives, right? That's what gives place to a miracle in our lives, and that's when we can really see the glory of God over our lives. And not just us, but that gives even a testimony to other people to say, wow, like I didn't know how he was going to get out of that. I don't know how she was going to do it. I never thought that she was going to get promoted because she wasn't the most qualified one, but she was promoted. Her God, the God that she serves is true. How many of you can say amen? A lot of times we feel like we're not maybe equipped or we don't have the qualifications or we don't have the titles, but you know what? When we trust God, God is the one that promotes you. God is the one who can make a way even when there is no way. And I just want to make a calling tonight. If you feel like for some time, maybe you've been battling with discouragement, or you feel like you've lost that sense of encouragement or that drive within to just every single day encourage yourself and speak life, and you've found yourself maybe just speaking negatively or not speaking the word of God over your life, I want you to come up front because I believe that today is a day of freedom. I believe that today is a day where God is placing encouragement over each and every one of our lives if for a long time you you've lost control of a situation you haven't you don't know how you're going to get out of it and you've felt down i want you to come up front because god is going to speak life today i believe that today we're overcoming situations we're overcoming obstacles god bless you if you feel like for a long time, you've been stuck and you've been tuned into this channel of just defeat. Or you've tuned into this channel even of self-pity. Or you've been tuned to a channel of not feeling like you're worth it. Or not feeling like you can overcome or like you're not enough. I want you to come up front.